We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley you can find me on twitter at jacob morley and i am not joined today by my co-host ross uglum as ross is dealing with a power outage up in the homeland of Fargo, North Dakota. So uh, hopefully Ross gets that squared away and uh, the Uglum, uh, Uglum family is all safe and sound tucked away in their home. And uh, they'll be with us. Ross will be with us next week. Uh, but guys, today we're going to talk about, you know, this is the dead, dead season of the offseason. And we are at that point where it's like there's a gap between training camp and now there's a little bit of distance between mini camp. You know, the the shine of the mini camp is kind of worn off and we're kind of looking for our next fix. And we're not going to get that for a while. So I think today what is going to be interesting to look at and something I've been thinking about for a while is, you know, what is the best case scenario for this football team? Obviously, the best case scenario is is them winning the Super Bowl. Like that is the ultimate goal for all thirty two teams in the National Football League. So, how do the two thousand twenty two Green Bay Packers achieve that goal? What needs to happen for them to get there? And we're going to look at it from a you know position by position group, player by player. What needs to happen? Who needs to step up? Um, and you know maybe. Maybe there's a scenario where we don't even know who that person is yet, but we just know someone needs to step up at that certain position or that certain moments or whatever those moments are. Um, because, you know, for this team in the past, this team has been good enough to win Super Bowls in the past, but there have been moments that the ball didn't bounce their way. They didn't get a call. They So-and-so didn't make the play when they needed to the most. I mean, just little things like that. That if you have been watching sports for long enough, you understand that sometimes it is, you know, just the, the luck aspect. Did you did you get lucky that day? Did the ball bounce your way? Sometimes that needs to happen. But we're going to look at this team from a roster standpoint, from a talent standpoint, and just kind of go through it and say, you know, who needs to do what. Um, and obviously, like I said, we're going to be realistic. We're not just going to say, 
Well, everyone needs to break the Green Bay Packers record for receiving yards, for sacks, for rushing yards. I mean, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. But that's, you know, that's not a very fruitful exercise, I do not believe. So um, we're going to go through it just position by position. We're going to look at the very first position on the field, which is the most important position in all sports. The quarterback position, obviously, Aaron Rodgers for this team to win the Super Bowl. Um it's been nice to have Rodgers at that MVP level the last couple of seasons. Does he need to play at an MVP level for this team to be a Super Bowl contending team? And my answer to that is yes, he does. And the reason I say that is because you look at historically in the NFL, your quarterback has to play at an, at an elite level to be a Super Bowl contending team. Last year, you know, people are going to say this. Well, Matt Stafford is not an elite quarterback. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, he played elite in moments that he needed to, and the rest of that team picked him up when he wasn't playing elite. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit with Aaron Rodgers. But this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. The team is going to go with him, regardless of this defense being better, regardless of them wanting to be maybe a run first team. I mean, stuff that we just don't really know the answers to yet. This team is going to go as Aaron Rodgers goes. So for this team to be a Super Bowl contending team, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play to the same standard that he has played the last couple of years. And I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. And I think Rodgers would be the first person to tell you the same thing. He wants to play to that standard. He's not going to be happy with this, with, with wanting, with turning around and, running the ball 30 times a game. He wants the ball in his hands, and he wants to be the guy, and he has been the guy for this team, and he's played phenomenal football for this team. Uh, with him, it's going to be you know, best-case scenario for him is he's going to play at that MVP level, and he's going to make a, a big play in a big moment in a big game that, for whatever reason, has maybe eluded him a little bit in the last couple of seasons where he's had the opportunity to really put the team on his back and to go down and score, put a game away, or get back into a game. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. And that's not all on him. That's not fair to put that all on him. But when you're playing quarterback in the NFL, some people will. And that's just kind of where we're at. And so with him, best-case scenario is not only just going out and being able to do that, but kind of get that monkey off his back too a little bit because – Let's not be prisoners of the moment with Aaron Rodgers either. To you know the the stuff talking about he's not clutch, that's not fair. He he is he the most clutch quarterback to ever play in the National Football League? Probably not. But he is not a choke artist by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we're talking about the same guy, um, the Hail Marys, the the throws to Jared Cook. I mean, he's made plays in big moments, so we're, we're not too concerned with that. But for his own legacy, best case scenario would be to go out and do it in a moment where the team needs him to, to have it, they absolutely have to have it, and he brings his best stuff. So that's probably best-case scenario what the team needs from Aaron Rodgers. Let's go back uh, to the running back position, and this is where I think it does get a little bit more interesting because you know best-case scenario are A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones stay healthy the whole year. They're able to ride these two um, in a dynamic way. And both of these guys are dynamic weapons. And I think best case scenario for this team to be its best version of itself is I think A.J. Dillon needs to be running back one. 
I think he needs to be the bell cow of this offense. I love Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a phenomenal football player that all 32 teams would be thrilled to have on their team. And the Packers are lucky enough to have him. But I think he needs to go into maybe a little bit more of a complimentary role and, you know, forget the contract, forget all of that stuff. I think this team is just better when A.J. Dillon is the, the featured running back. And, you know, they might be able to do some creative stuff with both of them on the field at the same time. We have seen that in the past. You know, give me all of that. That's great. Um, because, like I said, both these guys are great football players, but I think this team is better with A.J. Dillon as the lead back. And I think best-case scenario for this team to be the best version of itself is just that. Let A.J. Dillon be the guy that's getting the majority of carries in the game. You know, let him catch three or four passes a game like he does. Uh, let it, you know, let Aaron Jones kind of be the, the home run hitter that he has shown to be in the past. And I think what – I, th- I think also what makes that beneficial for this team is I think that makes it easier for Aaron Jones to get to the finish line. I think AJ, you know, uh, Dylan, AJ Dylan is, is built more obviously to kind of withstand uh, the grind of a now 17 game season. And I think both those guys can kind of share the load and take some of the wear and tear off of each other. But I think Dylan is just more built to be that guy to take, the, the brunt of that and get Aaron Jones to the playoffs in healthy. That is where I think this team is going to be the best version of itself. Moving on to the offensive line, health, health is the biggest issue. Obviously I'm not saying anything. You guys don't know if you follow this team, even casually, the offensive line has the potential to be the best in the national football league. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, as an exaggeration, they truly have the potential to be just a road grading, pass blocking powerhouse. The two big questions, though, are two knees on the left side and the right side. Their best two offensive linemen have been working with the rehab group all offseason, which is something that we have grown way too accustomed to in Green Bay to seeing their best offensive linemen just not make it to the end of the season. Uh, best case scenario, David Bakhtiari holds down the left side of the left, you know, left side of the offensive line, and we put it in the rearview mirror and we talk about, hey, remember when we used to be worried about this guy? Remember when we used to be worried that he wasn't going to be playing to the same level that we are, have grown accustomed to? That's best case scenario for him. And then Elton Jenkins, uh, best case scenario is you get him back, you know, week four or through through six, and you ride him through the playoffs. Um, and then the interior offensive line, Josh Myers is going to take a jump in year two. And then I think best case scenario at guard is let the two let the two best guys play. You know, it's kind of a scenario, the dark night scenario, if you will, where the Joker breaks the pool stick in half and throws it on the ground and says, I only need one. You know, so I think that's kind of what we're going to be hoping for. And I think the competition yeah, that interior offensive line group is going to really, really just accelerate these guys' development. So I think this group could be really, really special. I think best case scenario is though you get those two studs back on, you know, as your bookend tackles and they're healthy. I think that is the best thing that we could see from this team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, wide receiver position, I did stay, save this one for last because I think this one is you know, maybe the most interesting, especially on offense. Well, not maybe, it absolutely is the most interesting because there's so much unknown. And, you know, best case scenario, I – Hey, best case scenario, Christian Watson goes out and has a Justin Jefferson type rookie year. Like that, yeah, that'd be awesome. But, you know, I don't, I just don't think that is going to happen. And I don't think that needs to happen. I think best case scenario, you have a guy like Alan Lazard takes a jump. And we've seen it before with some of these guys that are in their fourth, fourth or fifth season, even. It's about opportunities. And Alan Lazard has a great opportunity in front of him right now. Uh, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers called him wide receiver one. And if that's how he's viewing it, then I think that's how we all need to view it uh, because we know when 12 believes in a guy, he's going to get him the ball. And Lazard has shown us in the past, in, you know, albeit in, in flashes, that he can be that guy. I mean, you think back to two seasons ago where Devontae goes down, they're playing the New Orleans Saints, there's no way they're going to be able to move the ball without without Devontae Adams. And then Alan Lazard just absolutely has the best game of his career so far. And then he got hurt after that. Wasn't the same the rest of the season. And then obviously last year, um, he just kind of fell into more of a role, a specialist type guy that was playing tight end, blocking, doing all types of stuff. Um, but what can he do with his opportunities? Uh, that will be interesting to see. I think best case scenario, he's your he's your number one guy. He's your thousand yard receiver. I think Sammy Watkins being kind of that number two in this offense. Best case scenario for him is it's another health thing, 
if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy, he's he's a very fine wide receiver two in the NFL, um, and potentially wide receiver one if he can kind of get all the injury stuff squared away. That's a huge if with him. Um, he's not been healthy the last few years, but the talent's there. Talent is there. The talent that made him the top ten draft pick, the talent that has made him a thousand yard receiver in the past, uh, it's still there. And could they get that out of him in this offense? I think so, if he can stay healthy. Um, and then with the young guys, I, th- I think Sammy Watkins, you know, you know, best case scenario for him is he stays healthy the whole year, but maybe a more realistic scenario for him is he gives you six to eight really good weeks this season and gives these young guys a little bit more of a runway to be ready for the playoffs. I think with Christian Watson, like, man, if he gets if, – if he has – you know, 600 yards receiving as a rookie. I think that's really, really good for him um, with his, with the ability to maybe be a field stretcher and a special teams type guy. Same with the Romeo Dubs. Um, special teams, find a niche on offense and and roll with it. I think Matt LaFleur has said it in the past. He, he likes to assemble these wide receiver rooms kind of like a basketball team. So with these guys, can they find their specific role and can they kind of play within the offense? That is something that we talked about all offseason, not just me. Can these guys play within the offense? Can they do the thing that Matt LaFleur wants them to do? Because he can scheme guys open. But when it gets when it's third and four, when it's third and five, and you gotta have it, you know, there were times in the past several years where you just knew, hey, 17 is in motion. That's where the ball's going. Everybody in the stadium knew it, the defense knew it. My grandma, who doesn't even watch football, knew it. And they still would convert. And so can you get that with this group? You know, best case scenario is Lazard is that guy, which some people maybe just cringed a little bit because Lazard has not really shown us in the past that he can be that consistently. But this is going to be his shot. This is going to be his shot to do it. And if it doesn't happen, then, you know, maybe their offense looks a little bit different this year, but we're talking best case scenario. So defense and, and, you know, defense has been interesting because that's been on, you know, I got on Twitter a little bit for today and that's, I saw uh, Cheesehead TV had an article uh, just kind of talking about pump the brakes maybe on this defense. And, And I get it. I do. I get it because Joe Barry has never really had a dominant defense He's never been that guy. Um, yeah, but I think the counterpoint <clears throat> that he, they talked about as well is but he's never had this type of talent either. I mean, this this defensive unit is is loaded, just absolutely loaded with talent. So best case scenario is all these guys click at the same time. And I think, like, I'll go back to, like, the Kansas City Royals from a few years ago. They had all that talent on that team and they caught lightning in a bottle, and they all kind of developed at the same time. And then before you knew it, they were the best team in baseball for 24 months. And can the Packers capture something like that on defense? Because they have young talent all over the place. You know, starting in that defensive line group up front, Kenny Clark, best case scenario is he just Kenny being Kenny. That's best case scenario. He stays healthy. He plays to the level that we have grown accustomed to over the last several years. And then, you know, you get a guy like uh, Devontae Wyatt who can come in and and play good, good snaps as a rookie. You get a guy like Jerron Reed who can come in and play really good snaps. Maybe Slayton makes a year or two jump. 
they have talent all over the board. So that's, you know, really one of the positional groups, too, that you would hope that the mixture of veterans and young guys that they all click at the same time. And the inside linebacker, outside linebacker group is honestly really similar. Um, inside linebacker group, I think you, you best case scenario, you hope that Campbell can can do the all pro thing again, which I don't see why he can't of all these guys that kind of were lightning in a bottle last year for the Packers Campbell, Devondre Campbell is the guy that I think can do it again because you go back and look at his history in the national football league. And he is a guy that has been a good football player for a long, long time. And he kind of just was, you know, unlocked in green Bay. And I think that is going to continue. I think Quay Walker is the proverbial ball of clay for Joe Barry, you know, say what you want about Joe Barry, but his inside linebacker play has always been elite. He's always gotten the most out of these guys. And now he's got a guy with a lot to give in Quay Walker in his ability. And I think best case scenario for him is he is that inside linebacker too, that maybe they find a role for him as a pass rusher as well. Um, so, you know, get him to play multiple positions in multiple alignments and let him attack the quarterback, um, let him chase down running backs. I mean, just let him be an athlete. Don't give him too much on his plate and just let him roam. I think that's best case scenario, scenario for him on defense. Um, and as long as those two guys stay healthy, I think that's uh, that's what we're going to see. And outside linebacker, the edge rushers, uh, this is the, the big one because they really, really need their top two guys to stay healthy. For this best-case scenario to unfold for the, um, for this defense, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith need to not miss any time, if, you know, as little as possible. So I think that is going to be big. And then, you know, they need to – these young guys need to emerge. The Randy Ramseys of the world, the Jonathan Garvins of the world, they don't need to – they don't need to emerge into all pros. They need to emerge just into good, solid, you know, three, edge three, edge four. You know, Inigbare can hopefully give them something as a rookie. Uh, and, and that's a nice little rotational group if those guys can develop just a little bit more. Um, but they're, they're very top heavy at that position. And then in the secondary, this is probably the most talented secondary that we've seen in, man, since 2010 with – you know, the emergence of Sammy Shields, Tremont uh, Williams, Nick Collins, and Morgan Burnett was in that secondary, but Charlie Pepper had, I mean, just, they were deep. They're deep again. I mean, they're, they're a little bit top heavy too, but if these guys all stay healthy, that's what I think gets people the most excited about this defense is looking at it and saying, okay, best case, if they can be an elite, a top 10 type defense, you know, what is the path to get there? And I think that is 100% the secondary plays lights out. And Eric Stokes takes a, another jump. If Eric Stokes takes another jump and gets 15% better with his ball skills, he's an all-pro. Uh, if Rasul Douglas, you're just going to let him roam and eat and make plays, he does that really well. He, and he's always done that really well. Um, and I think that's what why he was so successful in Green Bay last year is because they just gave him less on his plate. Um, and then obviously Jair, Jair could be the key to unlock it all if they put him in the slot and they let him get after the quarterback. They let him just eliminate slot receivers. They let him kick inside, outside, maybe play some even some safety. I mean, I mean, think Charles, Charles Woodson type role for him. Um, 
but probably a better pure cover corner than than Woodson ever was, which that's not you know that's not taking anything away from Woodson. That's just telling you how how talented Jair is. Um, and then the two safeties, Amos is just be just be Adrian Amos. Adrian Amos is maybe the most consistent player on this defensive side of the ball the last several years for them. Just just be you, Adrian, and, and that that is best case scenario for this team. And then Darnell Savage is kind of the other the other key, if you will, for this defense. What are you going to get out of him in year two under Joe Barry? Uh, can he take the step that everyone's kind of keeps expecting out of him? Seems like every it's it's one step forward, two steps back with him. Um, but can he finally get to a point where he's playing just really good football over the course of the entire season? Because we've seen it. We've seen really good football from him. We've seen okay football from him. And we've seen a little bit of just downright bad football from him. Not maybe as bad as some people would lead you to believe when they talk about Darnell Savage. Darnell Savage is a, a really good football player right now. But I think we've just seen the flashes of – of greatness and can he do that throughout the course of a year if the Packers can do all these things I think they have a shot to be a Super Bowl championship team I think I mean I, I don't think they do I know they do this ta- this roster is talented enough and then obviously they need to not pee down their legs on special teams I'm not going to go through the entire special teams and say you know this the up back you know he needs to be able to do this or that I, they just need to get it done. Like, and I think they're going to do that with Basaccia. Um, but we'll see. And, I, you know, just be average. Just be average. Don't even just be average. Just be like, even if you're slightly below average, just don't be terrible. Um, still not over that. Like many of you are not either. And probably won't be for a long time. So that's fun. But, guys, that's all we got for today. Um, off-season talk, you know, every episode you listen to is one more episode closer to actually talk, talking about real things we're seeing on the football field. So thanks for joining. Uh, you'll catch me again next Monday – or excuse me, next Tuesday is when I will be on my rotation. Hopefully we get Ross back by then. Uh, but, guys, until then, go back up. <laughs>